Zach, you're late. Ah, sorry, Scott. There was a disturbance. Always a disturbance with you. Come on, look. Last year, we did 120 daily episodes about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man one minute at a time. This year, we have to cover the sequel. If we don't, not only are we defaulting on our podcast guarantee, but we'll lose the listeners forever. Look, you're my only hope. You need to record 125 daily episodes in six and one quarter months, or our show is canceled. All 125 minutes of Spider-Man 2? Including the time when Peter fights with a janitor's closet? Yes! What about that time Aunt May threw him a birthday party and only two people showed up? That too. Or when that guy from that really old movie, Army of Darkness, keeps him from seeing Mary Jane's play? Obviously. Even the time that Peter loses his powers and has to share an elevator with E! Entertainment's own Hal Sparks? We're covering every single minute of Spider-Man 2, from pizza time to train-related crimes and everything in between, on Season 2 of Spider-Man Minute. So if people want to listen, they should just go to DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts, right? Right. Go! Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one dramatic man tier at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today, we have Raiden again, back from the podcasting dead, I guess. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> podcasting, hopefully. Podcasting God's willing. <laughs> I hope that our files don't magically wander off into whatever the heck... I don't know about technology. Sales of Eleanor. I just use it. I don't know. I don't know anything about computers. <laughs> just please work. But hello. Work. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 126, which starts with Saruman overlooking his splendid army and ends with a wide shot of Treebeard walking through uh, Fangorn Forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Treebeard's and back. How. It's been a while since we saw Treebeard. Yeah. Mm. No Treebeard or Merry and Pippin for... Month-long hiatus notwithstanding, I feel like it's been a while in the movie. <laughs> like a half hour, at least. It's been a while. Yeah. But my perception of time is terrible when it comes to how I remember this movie, uh, as evidenced by the fact that Aragorn is back this week. I and, told you! <laughs> and in my brain, I'm just like... He's gone for like 20 minutes. No, my dude. He's gone for like less than five. That just makes the fake death even dumber. <laughs> but Saruman is, is happy with his army. Well, yes. That's the important they're, they're all They're all, they're all big. And cheering. Loud. Lots. Lots of things happening there. Got all these spears. Mm. That's how you know there's a lot of guys. They all have spears. Are yep. they spears or pikes? Pikes, I guess, at that length. Pikes and halberds and whatnot. Banners. Don't forget those those white hands of Saruman. Well, you gotta know who, you know, who's in charge of all of these people. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Make my editing job harder, why don't you? Every time! Every time! (laughs) 
in charge of all these orcs. Orcs! These <laughs> all, orc all orcers! Of these all of these orcs. forkers. Forkers. There you go. Yeah? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Good place. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Wormtongue is just crapping himself. I like the fact that his candle goes out. Because it's breezy. I know, but like, I don't know, it's symbolic and stuff, It's right? super symbolic. Yeah. You could write like a whole five paragraph essay on that. Yeah, about him seeing what his actions have wrought and this this little candle goes out and it's just so did his spirit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, so did his it's... will to actually be a part of this. <laughs> it's weird how your actions have consequences. Right? So weird. Right? It's all fun and games when you just think you're going to get the girl. Uh, yeah. Then... Right, Suddenly but there's a hundred thousand orc army. <laughs> right, it's gonna cause a mass extinction of your entire like species. So yeah, talking Oops. about the end of the time of man. Yeah. <laughs> and Wormtum's like, "Oh, dude, I'm a man. Damn it! <laughs> I have made many errors. <laughs> I just engaged in some light treason. You know, whatever." <laughs> You know what is like a really good um, worm t- worm tongue esque character is um, Gaius Baltar in that sci fi Battlestar Galactica series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, movie, oh, I have. Oh, I have. Okay, I watched yeah. it in real time. Yeah, it's just like if you want like four seasons of like space worm tongue. That's basically Gaius Baltar <laughs> with more charisma. He's he's handsomer, but like. <laughs> Less greasy. Not necessarily charisma. Yeah, he's less greasy. Less greasy. Just as just as into blondes though. <laughs> just <laughs> this uh, this scene when we see the we're looking at the army from above Wormtongue's head. Mm. You can tell just how greasy that wig is. <laughs> <laughs> Did the costume department just go to like a fast food place and it's like, hey, can, can we, we just... borrow your fryer for a second? <laughs> Probably a bunch of petroleum jelly. Mm, ew. She's gonna work this into this wig every time we have to put it on him. That's so gross. And then it probably gets washed every time it gets taken off and broken down. And then they gotta regrease it. Regreasing the wig. You gotta regrease your worm tongue. Ew. Oh Norman. It's a very important step in the process. <laughs> oh my god. Norman. Go sit in the corner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's got to be well greased. Oh my god! So that he can be slippery and conniving. Ah, I see. Is that the uh, Cerberus Snape school of thought as well? I, I suppose. I guess that's descended <laughs> from the worm tongue method of yeah, operations. The worm tongue method. <laughs> worm tongue's modus operandi. First, oh you got to be greasy. <laughs> I like that he has a real show of remorse in this minute, though. And Saruman is none the wiser. Yeah. It is this moment that leads to Wormtongue killing Saruman. Spoilers. That doesn't even happen in this movie. Nope. Our listeners know. (laughs) Do they? Are you sure? The movie's more than five years old. You can talk about spoilers. It's fine. I know. But remember, we're only going at it one minute at a time. I've never seen these movies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like this, this moment is the ancestor of that moment. <laughs> yeah. 
this is the this is the moment that worm tongue's just like i uh i regret my life my my life has been a, a comedy of errors tragic for those around me yeah <laughs> I have no way to remedy this and then he is presented with a way to maybe remedy this to maybe but I mean it's not really a remedy it's just sort of a here's an action I can take that is not gonna in no way make anything up make up for anything it's just gonna right but in also in no way will make anything it's true worse. it will potentially mitigate future damage maybe and then I myself will be removed from being able to cause any future damage. Right. Thanks, Legolas. Good job. It's like getting your hand cut off and then trying to put a band-aid over the stump. Yeah, it doesn't do anybody <laughs> any good. No. But it also doesn't do anybody any harm. Yeah. Other than yourself. <laughs> there you go. Right. That might help a little. Yeah. Right. He's not cauterizing the wound. He's just like, oh, I'm going to ignore this. No. I can also maybe, tell you that putting a band-aid over... Getting the tip of your finger sliced off with a mandolin doesn't do you much good either. Yeah, I'm just just gonna put that out there for everybody. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like any part of that. Huh? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> so, uh, Richard Taylor made me laugh in the commentary pretty hard. I love him. He's the best. He's talking about how they got as many six six foot and up extras as they could from around Wellington from like a casting call to be their Akai. But when they were doing this, they didn't have enough of them. So they put out another call for like more people that were around six feet and they couldn't find enough. So they started taking people closer to five feet or between five and six feet. And they referred to the shorter Urukai as the Uruk-Low. <laughs> <laughs> You just get like a whole bunch of apple boxes. You just not for the marching scenes. Yeah, platform boots. Yeah, I guess they're the the Uruk low. Yeah, the Uruk low. Uh, mm. Well, you know when they go Uruk low, you have to go Uruk high. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Right. That's exactly what you got to do. Yeah, you got to take the Uruk high road. Oh. <laughs> This is just as bad as work week. <laughs> I like how into it Christopher Lee gets when he's saying to war. Yeah. It's really funny, even though it's like, I don't know, it's like borderline campy. And I you know, I always laugh at it. Even though Everything it's Saruman to be, like, does is borderline campy. Yeah, I think it's his like hammer horror days. <laughs> yeah. It's just Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee commits to everything he does. 100%. He's like Jeffrey Rush in that way. Or rather, Jeffrey Rush is like Christopher Lee. Oh. Right. They walk right up to that line where if they take one more step, it's just completely yeah. camp. Yeah. Like, I... Pirates of the Caribbean was on TV the other night. And, like, Jeffrey Rush... Of course we're going to talk about Jeffrey Rush for this movie. Sure. His career fascinates me. <laughs> because he has this really interesting mix of, like, super art house... Here's my Oscar-winning role in Shine and Mystery Men and Pirates of the Caribbean. And he seems to love <laughs> these both equally. And I'm here for it. He's having so much fun playing Barbosa. It's Oh, he's like the highlight of that movie. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is like completely the wrong show. But like... Yeah. But it's definitely... <laughs> you can always tell when an actor's having fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what, watching Joaquin Phoenix be the Emperor and Gladiator, he's having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to have fun in that movie. <laughs> apparently. Oh, so depressing for everybody. Well, apparently it was it was a 
a, a rough shoot. They're rewriting the script in the middle of it. You, you can tell because the dog disappears. And <laughs> I have many thoughts on Gladiator. I have many thoughts on a lot of things. <laughs> That's why you're a good guest, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I guess to keep Christopher Lee in this scene, they just had people around the set shouting cheers in between lines to keep the rhythm going for him. <laughs> yeah. So like the original recording of this is just like guys off that you can't see off off camera while he's talking at a blue screen just going like, yeah, yeah, and clapping. <laughs> War! Like getting all the, all the random crew members on set to cheer in between his lines. That's so funny. That's awesome. Which I imagine must sound pretty funny if you could hear the raw recording. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to take myself seriously. So it's it's like a testament to his acting ability. Mm. That he's able to go from like zero to a hundred. Right, because you assume that as the scene starts, you know, when he's headed for it, they're also doing like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he does the hand thing to calm them down. (laughs) You know. I wouldn't be able to help but smirk, like, if I did that and people just got quiet. <laughs> they were playing it up like that. Yeah. Wow. Power corrupts absolutely. Yes. You should never <laughs> teach children, then. You'd be like, shh, quiet, and then you'd be like, yeah! <laughs> I have power over you. <laughs> oh my god. Not a whole lot happens. It's just Wormtongue going from, like, oh, this is a horrible <laughs> idea. Right? Oh, dude. And it, it starts, like, with it starts off with the gunpowder thing and he's just like oh okay and he's really deflated and then he immediately goes back to questioning everything saruman says Mm -hmm. and then he's just like oh no yeah because the way he says my lord there is no such force in the previous minute with so much conviction like yeah right no saruman's not gonna pull this off this is gonna be stupid and then they walk outside onto the like the balcony yeah Wormtongue just doesn't like to be proven wrong. No. No. And yet, at every turn, he is. <laughs> like the, yeah, I know, constantly wrong. He's never right about anything. Other than, I guess, what he sees with his own eyes that he can just, like, bring back to other people. Mm. But he's never right about what is really going on in a situation. Right. But that zoom away shot from the balcony, they call out that that is a 35th scale miniature. Of Orthanc as the camera pulls away. Cool. Is it still like stupid it's, tall though? Yeah, I'm sure it's still very big. <laughs> Talk about something that's supposed to be like 600 feet tall or something. A 35th scale miniature is still going to be like, I don't know, 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. I really like the shot as they pull away from Orthanc with all the um, pikes in the air. It really sells the size of the army. Yeah. I don't know if the effect has aged as well as I would like, but it's still pretty effective. Hmm. I think. Yeah. And then we get some trees. Yeah, then we see three beers. Trees. Just cresting a little hill in Fangborn. Yeah. Is it a little hill, though? I feel like that's like a mountain. Yeah. There's still trees on it. It's a hill. Okay. <laughs> I think that wraps up this minute. I would say so. Yeah. We're jumping all over the place this week. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot, a lot happens in different places. Yeah. There's like four different locations five if you count the flash forward hypothetical yeah mm. and despite how far how many places we see in this this span of five minutes it's still not a week that has all the members of the fellowship right yeah we were just talking about that mm. 
We get close, though. We get... I don't know. Do we, we, no. we only get Aragorn, Mary, and yep. Pippin. Yeah, that's true. We only get a third. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today, Raiden. Hopefully we get you for the rest of the week. <laughs> Knocking on wood. You gotta right? sacrifice an avocado, though. and I did not buy an avocado this week. No. Oh, well. Tis the season for avocado toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, where <laughs> where can people uh, find you online? People Sarah? can find me on the Twitters at Redheaded Girl, and they can find me on the Anglo Feast podcast and a new podcast that I started since the last time I talked to you guys uh, called Ooh. That Book Was Bonkers, which is <laughs> me and a uh, couple of other people, a couple of other friends talking about a historical book of some kind, like um, Study in Scarlet, the first Sherlock Holmes book, or Phantom of the Opera, or The Odyssey, and discussing the bonkersness thereof. Nice. That sounds fun. It is fun. Awesome. And we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. Uh, check us out on Patreon. You can access from DuelingGenre.com slash support if you haven't already. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow to see what Treebeard thinks about all of this nonsense. Bye! Bye! Bye.